and welcome back to It's Not Just Black and White, where the topics that we discuss are most likely going to be controversial. So if you're easily offended or even very difficultly offended, this may not be the place for you. As always, my name is Ali Lake, and I'm sitting here with Jordan Brown yo. and Corey Bearclaw. Yo, yo. Gentlemen, how are you? Wonderful. Fantastic. I want to thank you for coming together today because the topic that we're discussing today is not only controversial, it's increasingly relevant, current, and today we'll be talking about vaccine passports, right? It's been in the mainstream media all over. This is a concerning aspect of a, of a global society now, and we've all taken the time to talk to some people even across the world, and there's a lot of similarities in the belief or stance against the vaccine passports today we'll also be going a little bit deeper on you know virologists and vaccine experts who are also not condoning the agenda for vaccine passports today we learned a lot about um what they are their history and that's some of the things that we'll be getting into today so i mean i know that this is not necessarily the first time that vaccine passports uh, have been released and there's been similar similar things that have happened in society about how certain groups either get a um, you know certain benefit from doing something and so on and so forth. So let's let's kind of break it down, Corey. And tell us a little bit about where we've seen uh, vaccine passports before in a historical context. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when you think back to uh, the generation that had smallpox, uh, you know, they had to develop a vaccine over a certain period of time. And in about 1885, the U.S. border officials actually would check on travelers that are carrying ident identification documents and things like that. Um, and when they're on the trail or on the trains, they would ask them when they're entering the U.S. border to either lift up their arm or show the mark where the vaccine for smallpox was. Because what happened with the smallpox vaccine, it would leave this like bump. Or, or like bubbles on your skin so, and it would scar. So yeah. it was very identifiable and people would know what it is. And if you didn't have that, that scar or you didn't have identification that you got a vaccine, then you weren't allowed in the country or you would be vaccinated on the spot. So these vaccines have been, or vaccine passports per se, have been around for a very long time. And they're actually implemented in the general society today, when you think about going to um, Africa, you have to get the measles uh, vaccine, the, the smallpox vaccine, and one more vaccine. Malaria? That gets like malaria. Yeah. So also, I think we, like yellow fever too. Exactly. So we already have it today. And when you think about people are complaining about this one vaccine, I think that they're having a struggle with it because if they're generally traveling in their own country, they shouldn't have to get a vaccine to treat because you know, they're free. So what, what's the difference? Uh, I understand that if you're going to another country, you should be vaccinated against, you know, some of the harsh diseases that are there. Yeah. I mean, when I went to Swiss, there was like a similar thing where you have to get vaccinated or for like a certain set of vaccines or you're not going to be allowed in. Luckily I had, you know, my, the dates were still relevant in a lot of ways. Like, have you ever gotten them? Mm -hmm. So that's also a huge distinction too, because I was talking about smallpox today with Riyadh, and he said, you know, smallpox, for instance, we had, um, in the beginning in Pakistan, I had the polio vaccine, but I got it one time. It was a one-time thing for life. Yeah. And that's a huge distinction today, because this is more or less a booster shot, and we're going to go deeper into it, but, you know, that, that I think brings up, like, a great point. 
Yeah, and on, on top of that, uh, you know, you, you were hearing about companies that are saying that if you don't ha- if you don't have the vaccine, then you can't come back to work. And people are all up in arms. Oh, this is taking away my liberties and my you know my freedom and this and that. Uh, but at the same time, when you look back to the smallpox um, outbreak and everything like that, factories, mines, railroads, and other industrial workplaces with tight quarters where people are working in small pockets, small groups, and tight vicinities, they uh, were actually pretty forceful about proof of vaccination. Um, in, in particular, in 1903, Maine's government decreed that no person be allowed to enter the employ of or work in a lumber camp who cannot show a good vaccination scar. So governments actually implemented that, hey, if you didn't get vaccinated, then you can't come in this. And even schools today have it where you can't go to you can't go to a public school if you don't have their, your right vaccine to your right shots. You have to either go to a private school, a Montessori school, or you know, so a on and so forth. Or homeschool, yeah. 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 And you know, um, it's like employers can legally mandate a like vaccine or even like the COVID-19 vaccine as long as they allow for for um, some of the medical and religious exemptions mm-hmm. so they're technically like well within their right and I didn't know that until I started exploring this. well even deeper California is an at-will employment state so at the end of the day they can straight up walk up to you and say you're fired and that's that right yeah. they do have to give a reasonable cause a reasonable suspicion mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. But at the end of the day they you know, as we know, as we're involved with businesses, we there's always a covering of liability, right? And that's one of the reasons I also believe that airlines, um, uh, restaurants, grocery stores, right? They're going to, at the end of the day, adhere to this passport situation because let's say we have, you know, God forbid, another outbreak. And if it's stemmed first from a certain location, at the end of the day, these companies, rightfully so, I mean, if I was consulting them, I would tell them to do the same thing, right? Which is... Just say that you covered your bases, so at the end of the day, you cannot be held responsible for the thing that's you know going around. And that yeah. sounds legit enough. As well as when you think about the government, they cannot implement and force companies to have certain procedures outside of you know being illegal and not illegal. Um, but you can't force an employee to do a medical procedure through employment, right? It's not legal for a government to say, oh, if you want to be employed at this type of industry, you have to go through this medical procedure. Yeah, no, the, the company is has the freedom to do that themselves. They can say, oh, well, you can't work here unless uh, you have these vaccines or this medical procedure or this yeah. and that. But the government can't say, if you want to work here, you have to get this But vaccine. at the end of the day, it could just be one more amendment, right? And then that would be the case. Yeah, but I think, you know, obviously as, as, as this news just like came out, I believe like last week, uh, that the federal government doesn't need to step over that boundary. Because if like the government mandates everybody you know, to get it, I don't think that's constitutionally allowed. That's Absolutely why they're not. like, you know, that's why they're allowing all these, you know, private companies to to enforce it if they like. Yeah, exactly. This is the article that, you know, came out today because there's a press release today as well. Um, the it's, So it's from Market Watch, or it's on Market Watch, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a capital report. White House rules out requiring federal vaccine passport. And 
And and I get it. This was caused after uh, one one of the things that we found was the governor of Texas. What's the, what's the guy's name? It's, it's right there somewhere. I think it's like Abbott or something. Greg like that. Abbott is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But yes, you know, it's Greg not just Abbott. like Texas. So I don't I don't think it's because of Texas that they did that. I think they just saw all of the you know, like legal like implications of it because like Texas You're isn't right the right. only state either, yeah. right? It was Florida also. Um, a few others were sprinkled in there that um. We're like, hey, this is not constitutional. I still believe that that's, that's just this administration covering their asses in the sense that they know that they can't force it, right? So this way, mm-hmm. and just because they are now publicly saying that they can't force you or they will not mandate it does not mean that they don't want you to take it. Yeah. And the, the difference is when these businesses, like 100%, dude, my friend, he lives in Saudi Arabia, right? Saudi's gonna tell me that I can't go in there without a vaccine and mm-hmm. obviously I want to go to my friend's wedding one day So I'm gonna go ahead and do it. So obviously I'm not even today. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by the least uh, I've also gotten all my vaccinations and I want to be clear also today that we're not saying a- anti-vaccine where there's a specific strand of this vaccine that's out today and because of the rush because of the people who are administrating and marketing it to you and we simply don't trust them that's where everyday people that that's their concern that they have i was talking to somebody from amsterdam uh and it's the same situation you know there it's what they're saying and he's he's a scientist i'm now one of my good friends is a chemist and he's saying don't take it right so it's like and, and just by talking to him i feel a little bit more informed about the, the vaccine right and and Literally, he's, he's a research lab, so it, at the end of the day, even his lab would be researching viruses and whatnot the yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they could be. I think they're more on the commercial side of, like, testing other products and whatnot. But at the end of the day, he is the most educated, right? Or at least in this. Or he's, he's better informed than us regular people. Yes. And in the sense, the stance that he's taken... It should tell us a lot. And that's one of the points that I'm going to be making today is that virologists, vaccine experts, pro-vaxxers, it is impossible for them to be saying the same thing and they're not even organized. And yet the case is that they're saying similar things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to clarify that, you know, it, it, what we're talking about today is the whether, to not, whether or not to have the choice to take the vaccine. If the government is going to force you to do this, that will, you know, then impede on your civil liberties. And that's kind of the stance that I take is that it's going to take away some some of your freedom, because that means that you you don't get to choose what procedures you will get to take in the future, because it's almost like a stepping stone when you think about it is, okay, well, you are forced to take this vaccine today. Well, what about in you know five, 10 years from now? Total exaggeration. Oh, you are you now legally have to have this chip implanted in you yeah. to have government track you. Obviously, yeah. you know that's an exaggeration. Yeah. Nothing that I am expecting to happen, but in the grand scheme of things, it's it's dangerous to allow government to say what you have to do with medical procedures. Yeah, forcibly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like once you give them a little bit of your freedom, you can never get it back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you should see like. I remember I t- I've told you several stories of me when I was a kid and at the airport and I was being treated a certain way, right? And which is why I'm always wearing a suit at the airport, right? Yeah. So there's no confusion at all. It's like, you should have seen, man. When I was in Swiss and we went to Spain, you should have seen the airport experience, dude. 
I was taking my belt off. The guy's like, what are you doing? I said, don't, don't I have to take my belt off? He's like, no, I see you're wearing a belt. Just walk through here. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's like the experience, it's, it's like these draconian measures that you just give into. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it's, it, it's people who always say, oh, I don't have a problem. Oh, I'm not committing a crime. Oh, I don't have, I'm not a terrorist. I don't have a bomb, whatever. So that, that ends up for like everyday informed voters to you know lose the benefits of their freedoms yeah. mm-hmm. and you know for example like post 9-11 these are some of the rights that we we had given away and slowly i mean the airport dude i, I can't even stand the airport it's like uh it's like the most fascist place to me right it's <laughs> it's so weird like yeah. i've gone to places that had fascist rulers and they're not as fascist as just u.s airports you know and that's also kind of the same example of if you let let's say the government do something on your behalf they're gonna do something extra and then uh, you know they're not gonna apologize but we would want an apology mm-hmm. and we would revolt in a form of protest and then that protest is gonna get shut down well yeah. see so i have a question here if the government is imposing these laws and regulations for you to be in a safer environment and to guarantee a safer environment through you know checks and balances or just making sure that your safety is guaranteed through like what we're talking about, these airport security checks. Wouldn't you want that? And why wouldn't you want that? If, if based off history, you've seen that not checking people and every single person down to the last T has caused dangerous, caused dangerous side effects or has even caused, you know, drugs to go over the line through airports, you know, legal activity to be happening. I think that's the, that's part of the trick, right? It's like, oh, we're going to make you safer if you let us do this, right? And I mean, you got to think, so like, really, you shouldn't have to, you know, like, for example, I, I guess like take off your belt, right? If you're, because now we have these full body scanners, you put your yeah. hand up, they can... Yeah, see your dick. I'm, yeah, I'm always, I was thinking about so the it's other like, day. Like, what's the, like, what's they going can't, they, they can't do that. It's an x-ray scanner. It yeah. just scans your body, like, to make sure you don't have metals or bombs inside your body. Exactly. They don't see you naked, I though. Know, bro, it's literally it, like a... It was... <laughs> The black it a, thing it sees joke, your bones. Right? It was it, it was a joke, you know. But yeah, uh, but that's what I'm saying, right? So it's not like you can be able to smuggle a gun you know, yes. through the airport or and you, a knife. Legitimately, like to say that it was easy to do that back then, like people are so lax. There was there was like police at airports. There was military at airports. There was dogs. You know, I'm not saying that they messed up. I'm just saying that to go undetected is not just through the actual TSA, right? Yeah. There's a number. If you're trying to get on a plane hijack, you're trying to you're gonna go for whatever way. Not and, that yeah. I know. And yeah. people <laughs> smuggle drugs through the airport all the time. And did you know this is actually a fact? So the TSA they run tests on themselves, and they try and you know they'll like try and pass like drugs through like their little like security checkpoint. They fail ninety five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. You, you can look it up. Their own tests. Really? Yeah. That's that, that's, that's So real. I mean, that's funny because I'm always scared of having too much, like too big of a liquid can or something. Yeah. But one time I had forgotten and I had like this big thing of uh, cologne. So the time before I had this big thing of lotion and the guy stopped me for the check to get it off. But the cologne, they didn't even say, I thought I was going to have to like get rid of my favorite cologne, but you know, they didn't say anything. Over there, 
Oh, like in Switzerland, my friend had like canisters, like shaving creams, canisters upon, like explosive canisters, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they said, just take it out or I put it back in or I go. Yeah, when you think about those like, like uh, Axe body sprays. Yeah. You know, when you're a teenager and you would spray the Axe body spray at a lighter oh, and it would just become thrower. a flamethrower. Yeah. What? I, I'm not, you know, motivating or trying to <clears throat> tell people that they should do this, but what is what is hindering somebody from doing that and being able to use that as a weapon on an airplane? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. Like, and, and those little bottles of cologne could be a huge stimulant for fire. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I think we're kind of, you know, getting off topic going, you know, down to air, yeah. airport around. It was just around, um, you know, like us, like sacrificing our small bit of like freedoms yeah, in the name of like safety. Problem, yes, but that, but that actually ended up working in everybody's favor for the safety of you know people who are flying yeah, but, but this is different i understand this is different because it's your own body and it's your own walking around everyday life mm -hmm. i understand that but but even then man you look at okay so paris is not a good example because they had a lot of attacks we look at switzerland you look at all these places even um spain right sure they had the police and whatnot but they didn't have these excessive checks and there's no attacks right there's nobody it's, like stealing planes anywhere. It's the same the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Airports yeah. are locked down regardless of a TSA line. That's like a just a, another form of subjugation for you to accept so that when next things are rolled out, like a vaccine yeah. passport, you're going to accept it. Yeah. And then my biggest thing about the like vaccine and passports in terms of traveling to other like, countries and all that, um, a lot of people have been like traveling this whole time since the pandemic. Right, like people have been flying to different. You know, I know people who flew to like Europe, right, during the pandemic. Fly, you know, flew to Canada, um, all different parts of the world, Israel, and there was no problem. They just let them go. You just gotta wear a mask. And then now, all of a sudden, it's like okay, now you have to be vaccinated to come to our country. Yeah. Just because it's out. So, if it wasn't really bothering you before, why is it bothering you now? And then if like a lot of people are vaccinated already then who are you like really trying to protect yeah you know it's just a lot of just you know, yeah. you know, you know it, it leaves me with more like questions of, yeah and we have this yeah, blend right. of like what it is to be immune or herd immunity because this current vaccine by all means it's not a, an immunization right it's like a, it's like a booster shot at the end of the yeah. day so the herd immunity has changed from if enough people get vaccinated, we achieve herd immunity to now it's being like if every single person gets vaccinated, we achieve herd immunity. At the same time, every person gets vaccinated, what happens? You can still transfer the shit, you can still get the shit. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. Nothing actually changes except, except your own immune system mm -hmm. because it will no longer be the same natural immune system that you have. I agree. I think that on top of that, what, what happens when these vaccine passports get rolled out and people start implementing them into everyday society, whether it be through businesses and, or individual businesses, through airlines, stores, gyms, so on and so forth, and even apartment complexes, let's say that as well. I wouldn't be uh, surprised yeah, if they and that's so, a good point. Yeah, so now, not only are these being implemented, but they're also creating a segregated society. Uh, the, hey, if, if you aren't vaccinated, you you can live in the like these rural areas or these urban areas. You have to move to you know theoretically these lesser 
desi- lesser desired areas, and then those lesser desired areas who were just normal before, now their property value goes down. Nobody wants to live there. Yeah. Then lower income, you know, move in. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to correlate lower income with crime, but you know, statistically, it is viable. It ends up being it, it, yeah, you know, crime ends up coming from there. So then you're forced into this life that you never wanted because you didn't want to take this shot. But also, you're being segregated from the rest of society and what you know, yeah, all yeah. of America in the past yeah. hundred, yeah. at least hundred fifty years, has been about desegregation and now we're yeah, you know yeah. exactly. creating new segregation and just like i said it's like if in you know say if there's like a room of 10 seven people are vaccinated what like what's like like, like really like so technically if you have the vaccine you're supposed to supposed to be harder for you to get the virus and if you get it your your ability to transfer it goes way down mm-hmm. so if majority of the people in your apartment complex are vaccinated, like 70%, then like, what's really the big deal? Everybody who's vaccinated should be like protecting you, right? Yeah. So I wanted to like correlate this to, so you guys know I'm a big fan of history, right? Mm-hmm. And there's two subjects that I've looked at more than anything. The, no, number one is the plight of Africans around the world. And number two is Nazis. Okay, I've really researched what they're about. I know, I know what's going on. I know how they function. I know the things that they did after in the Third Reich and in the Fourth Reich that they were planning. If you guys recall, this is like a known fact. If you guys recall, once the ghettos were made, right, for the Jews in Germany, they had a band. They had a band with the Star of David. Okay, just like this, just like the Nazis had the swastika. They had that mark. Mm -hmm. And in that case, if they, with that mark, were seen um, after curfew, outside somewhere or in a place they're not supposed to belong they would get persecuted jailed beat up whatever it may be and that in the same sense that created a level of segregation except so and then you look at when they put them in the concentration camps they put an id number on them okay if you look at a vaccine passport even this article of the capital report that i just read today it's not it it tells you that it's not going to be a chip or something like this it's testing and this is where it starts right it will probably could be easily a chip, right? This is where it starts. It's that ID. There's an ID that you have that also uh, is attached to the system that tells them that you've been tested recently and tested negative or you've been protected with a vaccine. Yeah. And it's the same thing, ID, ID, as far as I'm concerned, because mm-hmm. it creates a mm-hmm. not only a segregation, it's going to develop into a self-segregation society. Those who have been vaccinated will be like, you get out. It won't be a race thing. And that's how these people, whatever these people in power have won. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. And so, you know, I think it's important we kind of like talk about as to what these passports are going to look like, right? I mean, we've heard it's probably going to be like like a QR code on your phone or uh, there's a lot of people who don't have phones or smartphones, right? So then they're going to have to do like a little paper thing. But so if this gets rolled out, so like pretty much... If you want to go to a bar or something, there's good. What they're gonna have a little scanner there for yeah. you to go scan your phone. Yeah. Right, and that's that's like a, you're like consenting to every private business you go to to know your your personal information and technically, uh, or, or or more importantly, your personal and medical information. And technically, this is. 
protected under like federal law. What, you know what I don't like is like, oh, we're going to allow you to go back into public spaces. Oh, you mean the places that I paid for? Oh, you mean the places I could already go? You're going to allow me to go there that I can go there now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does this allow? Who yeah. are you to allow yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I said, pay taxes. They're <laughs> already letting us go now. I mean, I've never been indicted. Yeah, there yeah. should be no reason that I should be persecuted. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And when you think about, uh, you brought up a good point about you can either have the paper or you can have an app on your phone. Well, what if you lose that paper and the government is the slowest working entity in the world? Red tape. You know, you ever been to DMV? It takes three or four weeks to get any documents that you want mailed to you. So now, oh, you lose a passport. I don't lose passport. Lose the the vaccine passport. Okay, now you need to wait two weeks for it to get uh, through the mail. So now for two weeks, you can't go to the grocery store, to a restaurant, to a bar, to a club. And then technically even live in your apartment, per or se. Or even cross borders. Or because, cross borders, yeah. Because yeah. same thing, Nazi Germany, you, they had the paper too, right? Like identification, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. If you didn't have that paper, they just grab you. Yeah, and what, and what yeah. if you what if you are in a lower income household where you don't have phones, you don't have that technology, or you come from a country that isn't technology savvy? It's like the third layer yeah. of segregation. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it, it's, it's de- it will develop into this torture cycle that will segregate one part of society, create hate groups, and you know, how we've talked about before that, you know, to get, to build power, you have to create a common enemy. And yeah. you know, the next enemy is those who are yeah. uh, oh, vaccinated don't you care about those society? who are not. Oh, don't you care about people? Yeah. Is that what America is about? Yeah. Caring about people? No, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're really not. We're a, we're a joke to the world right now, okay? Yeah. And we are not an example for shit. And we can't even say that we care about people because our health system, I know exactly how they work, and it's trash, okay? Mm-hmm. They, we, need to, we don't even have universal health care. Not everybody is, has, can be taken care of for a fair enough price because their taxes are high. Yeah. Our taxes are high and we don't see shit from it, yeah. right? Yeah. So we can't even talk about this, even implementing this vaccine passport until we're actually real players in the, in the health administration game of this world. So to say that, oh, we're going to set the pace and set the example is a, is a fallacy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I think America is in a very you know, fragile place right now, right? And uh, I think there's a lot of you know, civil unrest as it is. And, you know, you start implementing these things. Um, who knows where this could go? Like you said, it's going to turn into like a like common enemy. And then there's going to be there, the lines will be drawn. And, you know, like, who knows where this goes. Yeah. And to think about groups as of right now, at least in the past one to two years, you have the against cop, pro cop, you know, for blacks, against blacks, Trump's versus Biden's. And now you're going to have vaxxers versus, you know, anti-vaxxers per se. I don't want to, I don't want to categorize anti-vaxxers and people who don't want this vaccine. They're a different subgroup of people who just don't want the vaccine just because they're like, hey, I'm. I just want to see what happens right. with the, you know, the Let's other see, hundred the million people. are going to be drawn right there, right? Yeah. Even if you are a pro-vaxxer, you're still going to be like... They never cut. gave you anything for free, huh? No. They took your money. They take your money, they're still going to take it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why all of a sudden, right? And why, why, this is what was always my concern. We revolted against the British because of unfair taxation. 
without representation, representation. correct? We threw the tea in the harbor. We had the Boston riots, all of it. Arguably, our taxes are like unrepresented. So, right yeah. Now. yeah, we don't so know where they're going. You can argue yeah. that, but this it's plain as day to like, me. Where does this help us? Right? <laughs> the point is, the regime, although it's, it has a different face and a different name. These practices are the same that a monarch would impose, right? Mm -hmm. And to say that that monarch has your best interests in mind, who's like, we are average people? Come on, dude. That we're, Nobody should be believing that at yeah. this point, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, it's those small little bits of, like, freedom that you sacrifice, right? So it starts with, like, a vaccine, a passport. It just starts there, right? I mean, who knows what the next thing is going to look like. Because once they know that, like, they can, like, societal you know, changes to require you to get something, then that's just what gets the ball rolling, right? Mm -hmm. Then it turns into who knows what, whatever happens, whatever, like, comes around. Then it's like, all right, then we're going to force the public to do this. There's, yeah. uh, I'm going to go deeper maybe in a second. Um, I have this document. It's it's a letter that a, a Dr. Uh, Geert van den Bosch um, I'm sure people who are in the scene have heard the guy's name, but he's a renowned virologist and he's, he's quite literally a vaccine expert. But upon vaccination or upon vaccine passport and upon specifically the COVID-19 vaccine, and he has also worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He's brought a lot of vaccines to Africa and wherever else they're needed. So he's actually a good guy, okay? Uh, at least uh, he looks like good. He himself, who creates vaccines, okay, he is warning us in a lot of ways about this. And his arguments are not how we're talking conjecture. His arguments, he's providing a scientific basis for his argument, which can only then be disproven using science, because that's what he does. And he's quite passionate about this. One of the things that he says is by the time that we get all these, everybody's vaccinated, correct? for a very specific strand of a very specific virus that has existed for many, many years. It, once you get it, at the same time as we're speaking, other, vac or other viruses are being, not manufactured, like they're popping up, you know, they're developing. By the time you're vaccinated for this one strand, because when you have the one strand's vaccine, you're literally, by the time you're done, you're gonna have a whole set of new problems. He's not saying the vaccine is gonna cause it, there's just other viruses out there, yeah. okay? And then at that time, your immune system could indeed be compromised to the point where you can't handle whatever the next outbreak is going to be. And he's saying that a lot of the reasons why that is, is because once you've taken this current vaccine through the mRNA, you become, or your immune system becomes the immune system that has been technically genetically engineered to become. So you lose your natural immunity and your natural immune system to these natural viruses that exist in the world yeah and he's saying that that after effect is going to be a global catastrophe yeah and, and you know it's very um in like an economic sense it's uh this vaccine it's almost like it's almost like short-term economics right it was just like a quick fix that they could roll out you know super fast right skip all the science as to how they like vet these these vaccines and it's just so all right we'll put a patch on the arm so we can get people back out there and start you know getting the whole like economy up again and uh it doesn't really pay attention to 
the long-term issues that can come, whether there be health implications, because usually like vaccines, I believe they're tested for five, 10 years, right? Before they roll it out to everybody. Um, and this one, it was tested for like, what, like six months six or months, something yeah. like that. And then they're just like, all right, here, yeah, take it. Who knows what's going to happen in five years or well, 10 I, I'm, years? I'm a believer in the sense that like manufactured vaccine or manufactured virus equates to they could have easily had a you know some kind of formula at least ready to make it happen right yeah, I mean, yeah i'm not saying i'm not this conspiracy theorist that's saying this is always oh, it's not real or it's manufactured but let's let's not get it twisted it is manufactured okay in the sense that a bunch of other viruses are also being tested non-stop in labs across the world yeah. And once they change it or they're working with it, it adapts and then it becomes another virus as it is. And if that leaks, which is why they take all these biohazard uh, procedural uh, safety measures, and if it leaks, this happens, what we're seeing here. This is exactly what it looks like, a lab outbreak, right? This is just what it looks like. And believe me, I'm not this, oh, it's not real. I Definitely, it's real. But yeah, and when you think about it as well, you see that how you brought the point that there's vaccine the time that you get the vaccine there could be a new variant to it or there there will be a new strain of it that could either be more deadly or spread faster so on and so forth and today's time that's happening right now yeah i believe it's in europe where there's a new strain that's supposedly deadlier and spreads faster it begs the question on a side note Okay, are they saying that in terms of conspiracy? They're saying that so that you are more motivated to get the vaccine because they're like, oh, if you get the vaccine, it fights against this variant that supposedly is more deadly and spreads faster. That would be the conspiracy theory, like, oh, it's to kick them in the butt to get their vaccine. Um, yeah, but, but on top of that, it's like, okay, you get the vaccine, but then there's another variant that you can still get and still, you know, yeah. quote unquote, die from. Yeah. Um, and it's just too dangerous to think like, there's one solution to everything because there's not, especially with uh, viruses, bacteria, fungus, whatever it is. There's going to be thousands of strains of it, and each body re uh, reacts to it differently. I mean, you're right, but you see, we're talking here about the implications of a virus on, or a vaccine or a virus on health. What everybody is still forgetting about is global economies are absolutely fucked right now, okay? And just because some like but what makes England, you say that? London, we are in a recession. What We're makes you say that? It, what so, makes you, either of you say that? Because that's actually false. <laughs> so I'm talking about specifically. Let's talk about. Let's take London as as that example, right? Business has not been shut down. Their economy is 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 really wrecked. And the only reason I know that is because I'm I'm keeping an eye out on the London mayor mayoral elections, and I really like Brian Rose. Okay, everybody who's in London, <laughs> vote for Brian Rose. But Brian Rose, um, he's he's just a he's just a guy who created like a podcast. He's great. Big. I've sent you guys a bunch of videos from him. But he's uh, he's lived in he, he was in finance for a long time, and he's lived in England for a very long time. But he's from America, and he's leading because he's won the people over. Not only on the vaccine stance, he's just not the same as every other politician. And this is not the same as oh he's Trump and not a you know he's not a politician. He this guy is still an educated individual, regardless. Um, in London, they're going to open at a certain point. They're saying if once everybody gets vaccinated or as many people get vaccinated, but that does not solve that problem. 
Okay, I'm just speaking, let's say only London, but I'm just saying our economic crises, whether it's there or not, we're not globally in, in the place where everybody is thinking we are. And the second you open, that doesn't mean the economy is going to pop right back up, right? That means there's once again a very real problem. And at the end of the day, we would be dumb to keep talking about a virus when there's real economic implications of where we're headed. But everything, yeah. when you think about it, everything in today's world right now going on, everything has been reopened. You just have to wear a mask when you're there. It's not like stores are still closed that you can't enter because of COVID. There's more procedures towards cleaning and stuff, which personally, I like the ability that, you know, I can go to a bowling alley and know that the, the ball holes have been cleaned. Yeah. Instead of, you know, bonuses yeah, there's bonuses to things now being clean. You know, germaphobes have the, the ability to know that things are cleaner now than they were before. Um, but everything has been reopened. All stores are reopened. You just have to wear masks. So is the economy really being damaged anymore? When it, when we we're all closed, sure. Yes, when construction wasn't going around, no infrastructure was being built, you couldn't go down to a restaurant because it was closed. Okay, the whole economy is going to crash, sure. But that's not what it is today. Either today, it's just you have to wear masks. So I'll give you a, I'll give you a very specific example okay, because you bring up a good point. Uh, let's, let's do real estate okay, and owners of real estate. There's the commercial and corporate side of owners of real estate, which is one company that, I can't recall the name, they literally started by buying up all the broke properties after the 2008 crash. And they've made billions of dollars, not only maintaining and selling and renting those properties, but also getting the tax benefits alongside and also getting a $50 million stimulus check this time around, okay? Now, if you look at mom and pop who have three properties, let's say they're three multi-unit properties, they are not they're not not eligible for the stimulus once that you know once the top is collected you're not really getting anything for the stimulus on top of that those people mom and pop are still required to maintain those uh maintain those properties then all of their income is again once again being removed then on top of that people who can't afford yes things are opening up but a lot of people still lost their jobs people are literally just not paying, right? Not paying their rent. And you can't kick them out either. You can't. The government's telling you that you can't kick them out right now because of this COVID. But if but you lost your job, then you could file for unemployment and make more money than you're making on minimum wage. Relative. Not relative. Relative. If, you're, if you make minimum about, wage, you will get paid more money on unemployment than you would outside of them. Yeah, but in this example, you're speaking about the end consumer. My concern is with the mom and pop rent or rental property owners. Yes. And a lot of businesses have closed their doors, right? And that's what I mean. Like a lot of small businesses didn't survive, right? And there's a lot, and, and a lot of them aren't still. coming back. And yes. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of places here in California aren't, aren't coming back. A lot of bars and things like that, they're not coming back. They're closed. I agree and, with that that is happening. Don't yeah. And so, and so that's how I mean like we're in like a recession because, yeah, like Ali said, uh, our like unemployment's still pretty high. A lot of businesses have closed their doors. Some were able to open, able to scrape by barely, but their resources are like depleted. They're playing like catch up right now. They just want people to get in the door so they can turn their books to be like positive. So um, yeah, the stock market's been great, but you can't judge the economy just based on the stock market. Don't get me wrong. I I know that more than anybody else in this room, (laughs) that you can't do that. They're they're two separate things. Well, on top of that, Judging an economy based off 
these small mom and pop shops going out of business compared to the giant corporations that are still bringing in billions of dollars. Yeah, but you they're not paying taxes. But that doesn't that doesn't have to do with the economy. It has to do with spending. Think about Amazon. Okay, first off, just let's let's work with just one example. You have Amazon. It's the cheapest place to get things. You can get um, things shipped to you in two days. And if you have Prime, which is like 150 bucks a year, the shipping is free. Okay, so why would you go to mom and pop shops anymore when you could just do that? Go through Amazon. So money is still being spent. Taxes are still being paid through sales tax. Mm-hmm. Where Where is the economy going wrong if people are still spending money the same way they're spending it before? They're just spending it through bigger corporations than they were spending at mom and pop shops. Yeah. And in reality, I'm not, I, and I, I believe that small mom and pop shops should be around to consolidate it into a collective group of bigger companies would be better than to have hundreds of little small mom and pop shops that's that's good but that diminishes the community the community of people that you're around because the agenda today is to segregate right divide and conquer make people turn on themselves think they're dirty people or whatever and lock themselves in their house and thus what is a community right it's a place where people meet it's where ideas are shared. It's where literally dissent starts. It's where literally criticism of government starts. Yeah. And, and once you've taken that out, right, the implications economically or not, they will, they will show the result, yeah. right? Yes, but Amazon is one company. And literally to go to one company for everything, we have antitrust laws for that. They should have been broken up a long time ago. Rockefeller didn't make this much fucking money at the time that he was broken up. Yeah, yeah, you know? and not everybody works at like Amazon, right? So, uh, yeah, every, you know, you, and that's how it means like the economy. It was there's a lot of people like me, right? I worked the whole time through the pandemic, right? So yeah, I was spending money. I know, like everybody in my family, you know, like you know, thank God was able to like keep their jobs, right? Everybody kept working through the whole time. You know, I even know people who got jobs during the pandemic, but low skill you know people they had a tough time right and how and how i mean by like low skill like maybe they're not educated or something they weren't able to have jobs where they could work from home um and yeah so they were just kind of out on their luck out of out, like, out yeah ass. and i actually know that i just met with someone um a couple of weeks back i went to my old employer uh to get my final w-2 from them and just coincidentally at the same time i was going there this a guy that I used to work with was walking through the doors as well. I was talking to him for a little bit. He said he he uh, got uh, was it furloughed back in the beginning of the pandemic, and me just I just thought in my head, oh, we must have done something else for work. But mm-hmm. found go to find out he hasn't been working at all for the past eight months or nine, ten months, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but also hasn't been working anywhere else and hasn't filed for unemployment. And so now he's he has in rich that. Parents or what? Huh? He has no, rich no, he doesn't. He has he's not you know the lower income status, and so he's been struggling to get by. And he was saying he's like I've been doing any side hustle I can find, just selling at yes. my personal possessions, trying to do like day trading just a little bit. Um, even did resulted to selling drugs and stuff like that because he couldn't find a job because nobody was hiring, especially yeah. if you don't have 
that's a, a you know a skilled background or professional background like it becomes even more and more tough because so, everyone's trying to find those jobs so magnify that by a million yeah, it's yeah. done right yeah well, that's that's signs of a recession and right? then magnify by the 20 20 million okay yeah. that's a significant population to look yeah. at in this if yeah. that's 20 million people Man, you're going to see the effects of that yeah. on the economy. And so, like, what did the government do to patch this? They just started, like, printing money like crazy. Like, giving people money, raised unemployment, just to keep the economy going. Otherwise, we'd be in, like, a depression worse than the 20s. Yeah, that's yeah. 100, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, uh, you know, you guys have brought up some great points about the implications of a vaccine passport, what it looks like at least in a U.S. state. But I know that there's examples like, for instance, Israel, who've already rolled out a vaccine passport. I know in the East Coast, we're really testing it out heavily to try to see how it could be implemented efficiently. But let's say Israel, I mean, do you guys have, do you guys read up a little bit about that? What is, what's going on in Israel? What does it look like there? What are the people saying? So Israel, uh, they have a green pass um, system, and this is essentially uh, their way to incentivize you know, people to get you know, the COVID-19 vaccine. And I believe they have the Pfizer one, and a little like fun fact I actually read, they uh, stopped paying you know, Pfizer. So, that, so Pfizer today stopped sending them vaccine or they stopped them. <laughs> they cut them off. They're yeah, like, well, they're, yeah, they're like, you guys ain't going to pay. Like, yeah. Really no more. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, they're a German company, isn't it? I didn't even know that, but that's wild. But yeah. I mean, America's sending Israel like $10 million a day. So what, Some crazy. What, what's going on? That's for defense. Yeah, well. That's for defense. Yeah, All yeah, of you're, that you're is gonna defense. Defend, you You're going to defend. You got to defend your people. Yeah, but it's like military defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, that's like America's... Gotta allocate your budget. They're also in a region that a lot of people don't fuck with them, but that's changing. So there's like Saudi, their their trade relations are getting better. And that's why uh, Qatar, I believe, and and Saudi are having beef because Qatar is like, don't don't talk to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in terms of that Israel thing, uh, yeah, in... They have passed, they have the green pass, and Israel's now I have to use the app to check into swimming pools, restaurants, cafes, sports stadiums, and tro- cultural venues. Like, you know, telling us. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, they, they, it's kind of, that's kind of like the testing ground where the whole yeah. world's watching them. Like, okay, yeah. well, are these people going to revolt yeah. or like, is it going to work out? But they have, I think, the statistic was. Forty-three percent of the population has all been vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like five and a half, like million of the of the nine million people yeah. there have been like you know, um, vaccinated. Yeah. Granted, it's a small country. I mean, it, you, it's totally different. Than you there. said you use an interesting word there because you said revolution. I don't think they're gonna revolt. I think their society is a little bit more used to what we're concerned with, which is the segregation of people through vaccine passports, right? Because they're kind of, they're already told that they're better than their neighbors, right? They're, they're actually told that their neighbors are nothing. They don't exist. Mm-hmm. And actually, they're not even on a map anymore. Thank you, Google Maps, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, they, so I would say they're a little bit more susceptible to accept, like, I don't want to say authoritative, because they, for them, World War II is ne- will never be over, right? Which is also why I think they're not paying Pfizer, which is, I mean, I, I think rightfully so. Don't pay them, right? 
Pfizer is as, is as German as it gets, in my opinion, right? But they did give them vaccines. Like, if you wanted to do just a strictly business deal, right? They gave you vaccines for your people. You should be... Well, their money is green, and that's... Oh, yeah. That's I mean, all that matters. Yeah, that's of course, matters. yeah. But they're, you know, them not honoring it also says a lot more. Um, and the number one concern is, like... What I'm saying is if they're more susceptible to this already segregated way of life that they had where they believe they're better than other people, which is also I find odd because they were persecuted because they were told, you know, that they were not good people or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so to assume that, which is also why I still don't understand that Israel never said a word for uh, the concentration camps in China as well. They're going on right now. Yeah, but I do believe that that's why they're susceptible. And you can see... Like, no, they, I mean, as far as we know, people are not dying there. And Israel is a very medically advanced, uh, like, alongside other industries, they're very medically advanced people, right? They have very smart scientists, doctors. It's it's really what they're good at. Well, the Jewish culture is known for being, like, the the most educated culture or, cl- like, race. Or the Jewish, it's a culture, right? It's not an extent of the race. Jewish is a religion. It's a religion. It's a religion. So, you know, they're known to be the most educated in terms of you know ratios, right? Um, so to Wait, have how, can, the, how does the ratio even work in that favor? I mean, the Israelis I know, uh, they're not necessarily you know college educated, but I'm not necessarily uh, Israelis. I'm talking about the Jewish oh, culture. Jewish. And, okay, sure, Jewish. yeah, okay. fair enough. Yeah, relevance like it's it's a known statistic that um, the Jewish cultures are they're they're stereotyped as coming from or being uh, you know doctors, lawyers politicians, CEOs, this, you know, so on, or have tons of money through yeah, know, whatever enough, means. Yeah, fair enough, but when you have that kind of power, you can also publish whatever studies that you want, make the ratio whatever you want. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. agreed, yeah. yeah. But you know what's really interesting? So, uh, in like Israel, they have this, you know, you know, they're like green pass, which says you've received both doses of the vaccine, but masks are still required. So what's the point of this? Right. If yeah. You're, if you're Let's vaccine, talk about that's, that. That's what yeah. I mean, right? Like, because I can tell you for damn sure we can all be vaccinated. We're still gonna have to be wearing masks here. And that's like my yeah. least favorite thing. I can't. I sometimes can't breathe in that shit. You yeah. Know? Well, hot. you know, it just gets old, right? I mean, it's 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 one of those things. But it's it's just weird. I mean, why why make everybody get this vaccine and still it's you know just to say oh let's open up the economy. But still make them wear a mask. Yeah, if well, you remember I was telling you the story. Some doctor, he, he was saying that after doing his analysis that wearing masks isn't actually the thing that's going to save anybody, right? Social distancing works, washing your hands, being hygienic works, eating yeah. correct works. But he said in 20 years, or maybe he said, he said in 2040, yeah, so in 20 years, when... Um, in 20 years, if everybody wears a mask that whole time, it only curbs this specific virus 0.0000167%, which is not enough to say, to correlate that masks curb the, the virus. Exactly. Yeah. I think they know how small a virus particle is, you know, the, the kind of mask that you need to wear to be protected from that, right? Yeah. It's not... It's not the surgical mask, dude. And the surgical mask they wear, it's not to protect them for some virus, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's splatter or they spit or something. Well, yeah. like the, you know, the whole thing with the mask is to, um, you know, prevent like spreading it, right? Uh, so if you look at, you know, doctors throughout history, 
they've been wearing masks, right? And why did they start doing that? It's because when they're operating on like people and they open them up, they noticed that when they're breathing, it was causing infections in people who they're mm-hmm. operating, right? Wow. And that's the science behind masks. So I, I, I remember this one person was like saying, masks don't work. And I told him, I was like, dude, doctors have been wearing masks for hundreds of years yeah. for a reason. Exactly. But, but you remember one yeah. time we were at the golf course and uh, I think Z had a, had a mask on and then she sneezed, but in the mask. So you were like, no, take the mask off and sneeze. But isn't that, isn't that yeah, the spread? Yeah, but, but we were in the golf course. Yeah. She's you're outside no, sneezing yeah. away from no, people. No, no, yeah. But I'm saying even, even whenever you're outside, it makes sense that you wouldn't sneeze and sit in your own in mucus. In your own mucus, yeah. But then you pull it down, you still, you spread it. It's a lose-lose, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a lose-lose. Yeah, that yeah. 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 yeah, but you know, it's like the, the whole point of masks is for you know when everyone is supposedly contag- can can be or is contagious. Yeah. Um, but when everyone's vaccinated, why are you wearing a mask anymore? I feel that if you have been vaccinated, you shouldn't have to wear a mask. But then that also begs, I mean, uh, like creates the dilemma of how do you know who is vaccinated, who's not, and the fraud that comes and with that. And vaccine passport. Vaccine passport. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And who's not, who is, but at the same time, if currently with a vaccine, it's spreading more or less the same, yeah, you would have to wear a mask, but I still don't understand then why do you need this shit? And even then, why is it not a one-time thing like the measles, like the smallpox, like the polio one that I had when I was a child. I wasn't even, I was a baby. I still have the mark to this day. Yeah. It's funny about this mark, like let's say people in Jordan, you know, they're very um, elitist. So like they get people from our, our countries or my country to be like servants for them or whatnot. So they called this the mark of a slave. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, and anybody who has this is beneath them. I mean, that's what I got. See, there you go. It's correlated to, like, you know, the Jewish star. Like, oh, you have this mark, then, you know, people look down upon you if you have this mark. And, um, you know, back when the smallpox thing was going around, you know, you had that scar from getting the vaccine. Yeah, you can see, so here's the scar. And one, one writer even claimed in 1923, it was a scar from forced vaccination is a brand, a mark of medical tyranny and despotism. Oh, that's hilarious because that's exactly what this yeah. is. I have that mark. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And, and so like basically wow. our whole Good thing shit. with the vaccine and the vaccine of passports is this just opens the door for more discrimination, not just here in America, but all around the world. Yeah. No, and we'll that is on. the most troubling thing and that we're concerned about. And I mean... Uh, so I know like Ali, you know, you mentioned that like, you're probably going to end up getting the vaccine. Yeah. Right. Um, me personally, I mean, I think I'm not in a rush to get it, but I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the line, I, 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 you know, I do end up doing it. And I mean, I've had all my vaccines actually, I, you know, so I take that back. I, I'm supposed to get my tetanus like booster. And every time I go to the doctor, they keep telling me, Oh, you want your like tetanus shot? You want your tetanus shot? But as a kid, I had a huge fear of shots. So I keep yeah, saying, no, yeah, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. Yeah. Yeah. Now they just stopped asking me. So, yeah. But and I mean, it's... I'm yeah. with you on that. I, I agree that we, or at least like in my own personal personal view of it, I won't get it unless I need to get it. Mm-hmm. Or if there might be an uh, obstacle that I'll need to overcome later. Like, for example, I'm going out of the country in June 
And if I'm going from one country to the other country to another country, and one of those countries either requires you have a negative test or the shot, I'd rather just have the shot than, you know, have to worry about getting a test while I'm on vacation. Like that makes that, that creates way too much struggle. So, you know, there's a, there's a level, like there's Bill Gates rich or whatever, these like ultra wealthy or mega wealthy billionaires. And then there's everyday people in between them. They're like, there's like corporate CEOs, you know what I mean? There's a bunch of levels of them as well. Yeah. But let's say those are really high, uh, high income, high net worth individuals. Dude, they, they got the vaccine like uh, because because they didn't even want to consider having this obstacle. They're like, I'm not even I'm going to get it. I'm going to forget about it. Yeah. Right. And, and they, they kept it pushing. They kept it moving. That, that's mm-hmm. just the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I told Jordan Brown, the example is with with my boss is that he got it. But he said, oh, he's at a hospital or whatever. I said, even then, if you look at across the industries, high net worth individuals just doing it just to get along. And, yeah. and, and I'm that kind of leans me over the fence and it's kind of a reason why I should or go ahead and do it anyway yeah and and, and you know so you know they kind of all these little uh, stories of like people having these adverse reactions um, it's a little bit troubling a little bit scary right but I think a lot of it could be in your head right I mean you know like people are going are driving over to get this vaccine and they're freaking out like oh I'm gonna die I'm gonna die I'm gonna have this happen and then Lo and behold, like through the power of your mind, it's just yeah. like like placebo, right? Yeah, like, it could be, like, yeah. 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 be psychosomatic. You start yeah. thinking, oh, I'm tired. Oh, it's the vaccine. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and I've, I have a sniffle. Oh, it's the vaccine. Oh, yeah. no, I can't do anything. And then all of a sudden, you yeah. start, you know, having other health problems because you're literally driving yourself to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's also cases where, like, people who get cancer, they don't do chemotherapy because, firstly, chemotherapy is a piece of shit. Like, it's not the best way, right? Yeah. You can actually heal yourself, like, e- eating naturally and literally the other one is... Smoking weed. No, but that's that's a, that's not all in all. That's not how that works. But at the same time, it's positive thinking that literally gets them out of these yeah. different uh, diseases. Yeah, determines who are the survivors and not. Exactly. Right? So I'll give you another story of something like this. A, f- a friend of mine, he was in Florida. I met him when I was doing the marketing thing, but I never met him in person, right? Mm-hmm. His, he was in a plane crash. He was the only survivor of a plane crash. That's he insane. was paralyzed from the waist down. Doctors told him that he will never walk again. Within 24 months, he was walking, and today he trains rich people. He's a, he's a personal trainer to the rich. Yeah. And he's active. And, you know, and his mind shows that. you the power of your mind, right? Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. there's, there's, he's not, no, I've heard tons of stories, just people just remaining like positive. And you think just the whole like placebo thing in general, right? So like people were given a pill, just like sugar, but they thought it was like medicine. And next thing you know, they get better because they're just thinking, all right, I'm getting this. I'm feeling better. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, all of that's interesting and to tie it back to the topic at hand of you know coronavirus and the vaccines and stuff like that and kind of switching topics to the next thing is the cancel culture in terms of the vaccine the people who are speaking out saying oh don't get it or you know wait to get it and see you know what the zombies come out mm-hmm. and you know doctors doing that and then or public celebrities speaking out against the vaccine one such example is I don't know if you guys know Dr. Drew. Have you guys uh, have you guys kind heard of him? Of though, He's a TV guy. He's kind of like Dr. Phil, but you mean Dr. Oz? 
No, he's Dr. Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, I think no, I've heard of him. Different guy. Dr. Yeah, Drew uh, Pinsky. He's facing social backlash right now, social media backlash, because he tweeted um, that the vaccine passports will create segregated people and strip them of their freedom to travel internationally. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, he didn't even say, don't take it. And that was just a snippet of the whole tweet. And the whole tweet is saying, I'm not telling you not to get it. But by creating these vaccine passports, it will cause you to be, you know, stripped of your rights and freedoms mm-hmm. and segregate people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, like, even now you see it in America uh, with some companies, Miami Heat, for one example, they're ramping up sections, uh, they're ramping up and making sections for fans that are vaccinated and putting fans that are not <laughs> vaccinated in, in other wow. parts. This is like blacks only, and this is where the whites exactly yes. right then and there. That's and that's what I mean. It's like so weird. If the people are vaccinated, why are they worried about being next to people who aren't vaccinated? Exactly. And do they like, have to wear a mask it? if they're vaccinated? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Right? Yeah. yeah. It's even been studied and proven that the, if you get the va- if you get the vaccine, you are, cannot carry the COVID nineteen virus. Yeah, you know so, it. it turns out this like if if you once you label somebody anti-vaxxer then you start canceling them but what it really says is like how uninformed how uninformed actually people are so my my sister's friend she came in here you know talking all that shit like talking all it's hot or hot shit or whatever and um like saying what like what was she so she she's saying all of the what the mainstream agenda is what everybody's uh, saying and informed but where she's coming from is she's in the medical field so but her assumption is that because I'm cautious about it that I'm dumb you know what I mean uh-huh. and so my response to her was okay can you answer this one question to me which is um, hey so currently are there people or are there companies that can manipulate weather patterns? Yes or no? She said, no. I said, then you can't tell me because if you're not even aware of that, that means you're not informed about that. So although this is your field, don't tell me that I'm not informed about it because yeah. I certainly have read up. Yeah, yeah. And, and like one Cancel thing is, culture there. you know, yeah. it's like a big, you know, thing that I've seen is like, so uh, initially when they were talking about like a, a vaccine, if they would have said that I could got the vaccine when they first rolled it out, I would have got it already, but now that they've taken all this time, right, the whole, like, rollout was botched, right, now I'm kind of like, ah, oh, do I really need this vaccine, right, but if I could have just got in line, got it, I most definitely would have done it by now, and then this also, you know, leads me to think, well, the whole vaccine, like, rollout was so botched, right, like, it took so much time, you know, like, a lot of people weren't getting it, uh, they had, you know, like, supply line issues, so, if they require these vaccine passports, is that going to be yeah, seamless or is that going to take a lot of time for them to get it? Or are they going to even be prepared to give it to everybody? Exactly. We have yeah. like almost a billion people here in this country. Like, Yeah, and if you have a vaccine passport, it also privileges the, the older aged group because they are the first people who are allowed to get the vaccine. So now younger people can't have the same amenities as the older people older groups and that actually happened in israel um they that there was a common struggle and uh they were talking about that through a news report that oh the the older people were able to use all these amenities and the younger people were still held up in home because they couldn't get the vaccine because the government wouldn't allow them to so then you're creating more segregation again who are they protecting the old people are protected 
I just that's the thing that's. I mean, another thing that freaked me out that. was so my my friend in Italy, her grandmother is like ninety nine years old, you know. Yeah. So she got the first round. Then at the time of her second uh, round, she, so she got it that morning and that afternoon. Italian government saying is don't give old people the second round, and their reasoning is. Um, Oh, because we don't have a we don't have an excess of them, so we need them or whatever. But fucking, if you do the first round, you gotta do the second round. So they're made yeah. in two rounds. So what are you talking about? And it's there's one thing to say that there's misinformation, and there's another thing that even you're telling me to fucking take it. You don't even know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, that's the 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 whole thing was just so rushed, you know. And these mRNA vaccines without are, approval. Yeah, without, FDA without approval. approval, exactly. And you know the. The whole mRNA like vaccines, they've had it for a long time, right? So this type of vaccine isn't new, right? It's been around for a long time. They've been trying to like figure it out as to how to like make it safe to give to people. But now all of a sudden it's like, all right, boom, out to everybody, mm -hmm. right? And why haven't they given to people before? Yeah. Exactly. Why? I mean, and now they're just so willing to just say, all right, fuck it, like we'll give it to you. And at the same time, you... You guys understand. You guys understand that that a cure for cancer exists, right? Pill form or otherwise. Before the guy who put the prices up, right? That formula existed. It would be so much easier that we have that therapy, whatever that pills, those pills are, versus the chemotherapy. We didn't stop doing chemotherapy, correct? Yeah. We're still doing it. Yeah. We have the goddamn cure. They didn't give it to us, so I'm supposed to expect they're gonna give me a cure all of a sudden right now? Yeah. So we had a you know, solid discussion on this, guys, and I want to like thank you for your time and thank you guys for like tuning in. You know, we talked about all the like political, social, economic, uh, you know, civil liberties, um, all these different aspects as to how these vaccine you know, passports can affect our everyday lives, not just here in America, but all across the world. Um, so again, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Tune in, you know, next week for our next topic. And as always, I'm here with Ali Lake. And Corey Bearclaw. And uh, yeah, see you next time.